back. Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. Seven thirty-one Mountain, eight thirty-one Central Time on a Thursday morning. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. As always, thoughts and comments and questions. Welcome on our text line seven eight five eight nine nine twenty two twenty two. The number part of the Morning Blitz. Here on a Thursday, we've got the NFL Power Five coming up in our final segment of the day. Like I said, we've got a couple of kind of a top-heavy slate. A couple of not great games in the top five. Some really, really good ones, though, uh, at least expected here. Because one and two are, should be very, very good football games. We'll get more on the NFL coming up in just a little bit. It's time to welcome into the program our guest today. Haven't talked to him since the season began uh, back what in late August, early September. But our good friend from Husker 24-7 Sports, Michael Bruns, kind enough to join us now on the program. Michael, it's been a while since we've been caught up. In fact, I don't even know if we've really visited since the first part of the season. So I'll start with this. We're kind of at that midway point after the bye, and I want to know what you kind of, what grade would you give this Nebraska football team after the first six games of its Matt Rule era? Yeah, I, it's hard. I mean, you're, you're, I mean, if you kind of break it down, you know, offensively, you're playing with a backup quarterback with your third and fourth string running backs. None of your starting wide receivers are, are left uh, from what what it probably would have been in fall camp. There, it's it's tough sledding over there. Defense has been fantastic. Um, I'd say a B. I mean, I, you know, I, I think if we probably went game by game back in August about how we thought things were going to play out, um, I, I would have probably had Nebraska at three and three. Um, you know, maybe four and two, and it probably should be four and two with with the way that Minnesota game went. But um, you know, I, I, they're they're on schedule for kind of what I thought they would be at this point. So I'll, I'll say a B and you know, they're, they're, they're coaching them hard. Um, you know, you, you can tell that and we'll see what they've got in the second half of the season, but it, it, the, the way things are shaping up right now with the way the big 10 is, there's, there's an opportunity there uh, for Nebraska in a big, big way to, to take a step forward this season. So that's, that's really all, kind of all you can ask for. I think. You mentioned coaching them hard. How do you think that has gone over with the players, and how do you think it's it's going to help impact this season and seasons to come? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think the players have responded to it. I mean, you know, that they see the coaches really bought into turning this thing around. Um, you know, the obviously a lot's been made about the Sunday night practice after the the Michigan um, loss and the way that that played out and you know, kind of how that helped uh, then go on the road and, and, you know, be pretty dominant against Illinois. I, I think they're responding pretty well. I mean, you know, a lot of these guys on this roster are Matt rule guys and, and, you know, young guys, it's a, it's a relatively young roster. You also have, you know, in the same breath, veteran guys that have been around this program for three, four years who have not gone to a bowl game, have not won anything. I mean, probably for a lot of these guys, the biggest win of their career was beating Iowa last year uh, to, to, to win the Heroes Trophy. And so I, I think guys are, are trusting uh, Rule and his staff. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think you can see that with the way they're playing. I think, I, I think you can, you can you talk to guys, you hear what they're saying, and, and I, I think they're really bought in. So I, I think – 
they appreciate being coached hard. I mean, there's a standard, um, and, and Matt Rule and his staff are going to be unwavering from that standard. And, you know, you, you kind of have to do that, I think, and, and kind of have this kind of year to kind of set the foundation for what this program can be. I mean, you know, you kind of mentioned, you know, what, what does it look like going out into the future? I mean, you got a ton of young guys right now that are, are playing major roles on this team. I think you're going to see more young guys in the second half of the season. Um, so I, I think there's a, you know, you're, you're kind of being able to thread the needle a little bit with playing veterans and winning with veterans while at the same time getting a lot of young guys, a lot of good, a lot of good, a lot of ex- good experience in the big 10. That's going to really help you, you know, two, three years from now too. We're busy with Michael Bruns of Huskers 24 seven sports. We'll start with the good. The defense has been way better than I think people thought it was going to be. There were people that thought when the season began, man, you're going to run this. 3-3-5 defense, and it's not going to work in the Big Ten. It no doubt has proven that it works, and it's highly effective. And Tony White is at least going to be getting himself a raise at the end of this season. This defense has been elite, don't you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I, you just look at, you know, what this defense was last year and where they are now, and, I mean, it's it's night and day. I mean, they were down around 100 in, in rush defense last year. They're, you know, a top 10, top 15 type team right now in rush defense. Uh, you know, they, they struggled with Michigan. Everybody's going to struggle with Michigan. Um, it, but, you know, the, this team on defense is playing hard. Um, you know, I, I've been in, I've, you know, coming into the season, I think the front seven on defense was a big question mark for me. Um, I, I would say now, you know, where we sit six games into this, I would say the defensive line is one of the strengths of, of the team. And, you know, not only that, but, you know, linebacker depth was a concern, but they've done a really nice job, I think, of finding guys like a like a John Bullock that can go in there and, and play linebacker and play it at a really high level. Um, you know, when they've played as many guys as they have on the defensive side of the ball, I, I think the, probably the biggest compliment you can give is you don't really notice when a different guy's in there, when a second team guy's in there. I mean, you know, they, they haven't had Luke Reimer the last two weeks. And, I mean, Ross, I don't know if you thought this, but – I couldn't even tell that Luke Reimer wasn't in there against Illinois. And I think that's a, a credit to the depth that they've built in a really short amount of time. And, um, you know, just the way that this defense is able to mix and match guys and, and take advantage of, um, you know, specific skill sets. I mean, you, you're seeing that kind of across the board with guys like Javin Wright, um, you know, Cam Linhart's being able to contribute right away. Prince Wells, um, you know, playing linebacker and defensive end. I mean, I, it's been really impressive the job that they've done so far in remaking that defense. And, and like you said, I mean, I think a lot of people were curious how a three-man front was going to hold up in the Big Ten. And I, I think, you know, tentatively so far, you've got your answer. No, you're exactly right. They've done such an amazing job of bringing guys that haven't seen the day, the light of day on the field through their careers. And they've been here for multiple years, all of a sudden making impacts. It's amazing. And you know, it's funny, we've had conversations in the past about how, you know, how in the heck do they get a pass rush? How do they go about applying pressure to the opposing quarterback and especially doing it with just defensive linemen? And, and oh, they lack guys up front. They lack size. That was a conversation going into this season. Those questions are no longer questions anymore. It's amazing how they've brought along some old guys to play up front and these new freshmen. You don't rarely see freshmen playing up front. And they got a bunch of young guys contributing. And I give a lot of credit to Coach Terrence Knight, and I guess, because, man, They've been so good up front defensively, and that's a surprise, I think. 
Yeah, no, they they have been. I mean, I I think a big piece of that's been Nash Hutmacher's um, emergence. I mean, everybody was kind of waiting for him to take that next step as a player, um, and and he did that and has done that. And when you have that kind of guy in the middle of your defensive line, that makes things so much easier um, for everybody else. And you know, it's not just him. I mean, that that's been the problem in the in previous years where. You know, even if Nebraska had some guys on the defensive line that you felt okay about, there would be a pretty substantial drop off between, you know, the, the top unit and the guys, you know, the second group. And, you know, last week or two weeks ago against Illinois, you, you had that big fourth down stop at the goal line, and you've got Riley Van Poppel, who's a true freshman, uh, in there at, at defensive line. And, I think Ty Robinson, even though he maybe doesn't have the stats to show for it, has been really effective this year uh, in just kind of mucking things up. And, you know, there's guys kind of across the board who, you know, have played a role. I mean, A.J. Rollins, who was a second-team tight end, is now uh, getting major snaps, um, you know, at at defensive end. And, you know, Ruquan Buckley, who I think was probably as buried on the depth chart as you can be, he's in there uh when the game's in doubt and so yeah i mean i think they've done a good job of of developing depth with finding guys like you said that were maybe overlooked makai bayer at linebacker he was another guy that you know a lot of people were surprised he was still on the team this fall and you know he's in there playing 40 50 snaps some games so um you know they're going to leave no stone unturned um and and you know I, i think they've done a good job like i said of you know, winning with guys like Hutmacher or Robinson that you'd expect, but also, you know, Riley Van Poppel is going to be a heck of a lot better for having gone through uh, this season as a true freshman uh, over the next couple of years. And I think, think I think that bodes well in the future for this program. We're busy with Michael Brunts of Husker 24-7 Sports. That's the good side. Let's move on to the ugly side. That's the offensive side of the ball. And I don't really know if I can blame coaches or players. I mean, it's just been ravaged by injuries as the offensive side. So taking that into account, how has the offense done this year despite all the injuries and learning a new system how do you feel yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think this is the system that they would be running if everything was you know every, they at least were close to full health or uh you know had had, had more depth i mean like i said earlier i mean you, you've got a a starting quarterback that wasn't even on a travel roster for iowa at the end of last season um you know anthony grant it was third on the depth chart Emmett johnson that was probably just going to be a kick returner those are your two running backs uh, Josh Fleeks is in that mix too. A guy that was playing wide receiver uh, earlier this year is all of a sudden at running back. Um, you know, you're you're going to have three true freshman wide receivers playing you know major snaps the rest of the way because of injury at the wide receiver spot. So it, it's uh, you know as much as I I can understand the frustration sometimes with the play calling and rhythm and and all that other stuff. There's also part of me that thinks like, okay, well, if, if I'm in that chair or I'm, I'm, I've got the headset on and my, my play sheet there, what am I calling? <laughs> you know, like what, who am I, you know, getting out there right now that, or what am I able to count on? I mean, it's just a tough spot. Um, you know, that said, I mean, I think the offensive line's been okay. Uh, I think they've been improved, but not great. Um, and, and, and they're going to need to be a group that, you know, he's going to have to have a good second half of the season for Nebraska's offense. So it, it, it's been tough. Um, and, and they're going to need to find some playmakers on that, that side of the ball, whether it's kind of the same thing the defense has done with, you know, maybe guys that were buried somewhere on the roster or uh, after the, after the season, they're going to have to really hit the transfer portal hard at a couple spots, but it, it's been tough and it's looked tough. And, and 
you know, I, I, I'm eager to see what kind of what they're able to do offensively coming out of the bye week because I, I think they did get back to the drawing board a little bit and, and were able to, to reset the deck a little bit with what they've got now because it's, it's been tough at times. There, there's really no sugarcoating that. No, no, for sure. Michael Brunt's our guest uh, here on the Morning Blitz. Uh, quarterback Heinrich Hardberg, like you said, he was buried on the deck. He wasn't on the travel roster at the end of last year. Uh, previous offense coordinator Mark Whipple used to laugh when you brought up his name. Uh, which is mm-hmm. embarrassing, but it's the truth. I feel bad for Heinrich. Uh, but now he's the starting quarterback, and he sounds like, at least according to Matt Rule this week, was that he's even surpassed Jeff Sims to be the number one quarterback. You know, when you look at the history of Matt Rule and quarterbacks in college, he's found a guy that was young, and he developed him, and he, he was their quarterback through the tenure was there. Is Heinrich Harburg that guy? I don't know. Um, but that, I think that one's still TBD. Um, you know, when I, what I think Nebraska wants to do offensively, um, you know, like I said, of everything, all things being equal, I think they want to be able to take deep shots. I think they want to have a little bit more of that running game with the backs and not so much with the quarterbacks. Um, you know, I feel like Heinrich Harburg is the right quarterback now for this team. You know, they're going to build this team around defense. I mean, we, this conversation that you and I are having is a pretty good, pretty good summation of kind of what this team is right now. I mean, it's a defense first team, uh, and, and they, they need to not turn the ball over on offense and, and let that defense work. So, you know, I think Harburg, for the most part, um, you know, has been good with the turnovers. He's made some plays with his feet, which I think gives a little bit of a, uh, a different dynamic than what Jeff Sims brings. I, th- I just feel like Harburg has a better feel for the quarterback keeper option game um, th- than maybe what Jeff Sims has. So I, I-, I wouldn't I-, I wouldn't say that that he's the guy, you know, for the next two years after this. I mean, I think there's going to be quite a bit of competition. I wouldn't be surprised if they looked in the portal again for maybe a veteran guy, um, just depending on how things go. But, um, you know, for, for what they need right now, I think he's just kind of a steady quarterback, a tough guy. And, and, and I think that's, that's what they like with, with Harburg. And, you know, unless he, you know, c- kind of starts turning the ball over or gets really inconsistent, I, I think it's going to be his show uh, going forward. Final question for you. Got six games left. You need three to get to a bowl game that they haven't been to since 2016. Are they able to get to that six-win mark? I'll say yes. I'll say yes. I think I at the start of the season I was I had them at six and six, and you know a, a huge piece of whether or not they're able to get to that bowl game is going to be the next three weeks. I mean, you've got a Northwestern team that's tough, but absolutely in shambles right now. Um, Purdue is, is kind of the same way where, you know, week to week, it's like, what, what are you getting here? Um, Michigan state, the same way where, you know, uh, you know, questions at the head coach. I mean, you, you're basically playing over the next six, two teams that have interim head coaches in November, you're playing two teams that are going to be without their starting quarterbacks in Iowa and Wisconsin. So, you know, I, I think Nebraska finds a way, to, to kind of get things over the finish line. I mean, the bumper might be held on by duct tape. Um, you, you might have a flat tire <laughs> and it probably won't be pretty, but I, I do think they find a way to get to six. I mean, I, I just think this is the kind of defense that is going to give you a chance every game to, 
to win something. And if they're able to finally get turnovers, uh, you know, on defense, I, I think that can really make Nebraska a pretty dangerous team. He's Michael Bruns, Huskers 24-7 Sports. Michael, thank you so much for the time. I'll make sure we visit again before the next six weeks, all right? I'll try and split this up a little bit better. <laughs> no problem. Thanks, Rob. Great stuff there once again from Michael Bruns. Uh, let's get to a break. We come back. The NFL Power 5 will wrap up our show on a Thursday. You're listening to The Blitz.